You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name's Trent Fleskins, your host. As always, this week, we are doing another triple header on the suburb spotlights. We have one of my closest friends in real estate, Rashvia Danjal, from the agency in to chat about these suburbs. You'll know what they are. They're obviously listed on the episode name. It's Dayton, Brabham, and Bennett Springs. It's that whole region sitting above Reed Highway in the northeast of Perth that really has come about in the last 15, 20 years. 20 years ago, it was uh, it was farmland. And now we have a fantastic, thriving community of a really multicultural background. And we have our man, Rashian, to chat all about that area. He really does uh, cover across all those suburbs and more. Uh, it's more than 100 properties you sold last year, mate. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Trent. And uh, I call you the Joe Rogan of uh, property podcasting in Perth. So thanks for the invite. And I'd love to have a chat uh, about those areas. And I know them quite well. <laughs> thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, look, we certainly haven't got the listenership of Joe Rogan, but we do have the passionate listeners. And I know that you're one of them. And I really appreciate not only a whole bunch of people across the country listening, but also some of our best real estate agents in Perth. It means we're doing something right. No, you are. You are definitely doing something right. And uh, the information we get through the podcast is really valid and on point as well. So well done. Congratulations to you and your team. Thank you. Where do you want to start? Dayton, Brabham or Bennett Springs? Or is it all one big story? As you know, when we do a suburb spotlight, I ask our top agent to go back in time before they were born Mm -hmm. and tell us about how life was back, you know, 100 years ago in this area. I gave a little bit of a flavor. Can, Can you please put some more detail behind what was going on 100 years ago. Yeah, let's kick off with uh, Bennett Springs. So a lot of that land was probably farmland that just sat there and, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of old Italian ownership there. I used to buy eggs on uh, where the Iluma estate is now. And there were a lot of owned by Italian farmers that buy the eggs, buy the vegetables in uh, that they grow in their backyard. So a lot of hobby farming, market garden sort of stuff. There's still a lot of big parcels of land in Bennett Springs as well, on the other side of Marshall Road, which I think Mervac's got a master plan in place that they're looking to change that. How is Bennett Springs defined? You obviously got Reed Highway to the south. What other boundary roads do we have here? Yeah, so best way to describe is Tonking Highway, Reed Highway and Marshall Road. It's sandwiched between that and then up to the old, old Lord Street as well. So it's a pretty wide suburb if you look at the map. And then it covers on the other side of Marshall Road where Whiteman Park is, is a section near Lord Street where the Sikh Temple is and there's a lot of farming land. Yeah, wow, there. I didn't realize that. I thought all of that was Whiteman Park. No, that's uh, Bennett Springs. Yeah, wow. Awesome. It's quite a big suburb. In the future, you'll see that there'll be a lot more dwellings in that area. And as you know, the Metronet's coming there, so there'll be a platform there. That Where will it be specifically to the suburb? If you, you drive Marshall Road towards Dayton, you'll pass a Sikh temple on your left. It'll be further down towards Whiteman Park. So. Okay, pretty accessible there. And I'm sure that some of the, the way that the zoning is going to be created is going to have a bit more density around there. Yeah, there's been land sold uh, a few years ago, I think potentially for a school there. There's a nice coffee shop there as well where people take their dogs out and uh, that's been gazetted for commercial as well. Bennett Springs has got a shopping center. Yep. And it's the suburb you'd notice if you were heading out to Malaga, really, wouldn't it? You, Correct. You yeah. have a look that way. Yep. So they've got that amenity there. It's probably the oldest of the three we're going to talk about today, being the others being Dayton and Brabham. How does that then switch over to Dayton? For me, if I think about the way that these three suburbs were released, it went Bennett Springs 
and then eventually you started seeing those old farms hobby acreages with the burnt out cars and all and trucks and all that started to get ripped up and now Dayton existed and then you head up Lord Street as that was improved and then Brabham started to become a thing is that how it sort of rolled and and what are the differences yeah very good way to explain it I remember going to Bennett Springs uh, stage one which was near the Alton Alton Road side in 2001 my uncle took me out there and uh, said, I'm going to buy this piece of land here. And I said, where the hell are we standing? Who buys land in the middle of nowhere? Uh, funny story, he, he had a bit of money on him and he said, I'm going to buy five blocks, uh, each at $62,000. $62,000. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I said, you've been nuts to do that. I don't, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know if anyone's going to live here. But looking back, uh, he's uh, he's a bit bitter about not buying the, he listened to me, shouldn't have listened to me, should have oh, bought no. five. Uh, <laughs> he had some cash on him. So now those blocks are worth you know hundreds of thousands of dollars 350,000 a block mm. and they went up pretty quickly so it started stage one on the Alton side and then worked its way towards a shopping center so and that shopping center as well it's got a pub there it's really uh, cube cubes done the development there. it's actually a pretty good little precinct yeah to be honest. You've got, you've got pharmacy you got your doctor got the pub got the red rooster it's all there for you you've got everything you want there good hairdressers as well got a block of apartments um Strangely, it's there, but uh, I think now with the train station coming, it'll all make sense. Because of, it never used to make sense to me. Yeah, that, that existed in the first place. It seemed like a lot of density right on the fringe of Perth. Yeah, so I guess across Perth, uh, around the same time they made that decision, uh, you'd go through, drive through any part of Perth, you'd see a lot of boutique apartment style developments. So I think the market at the time felt that there was a need for it. But uh, as you know, the feasibilities for those don't work. Mm. There's another block next to it that's been gazetted for a commercial as well. And uh, there'll be a petrol station, perhaps a mechanics and other things coming up as well in that little precinct there. So there's already a, a DA in place for that, so, which is really exciting. They're talking about 450 square meters of commercial space. So the community is going to get more, which is amazing. That's all we want is more options locally. Well, more amenity means more demand. And when there's more yeah. demand and limited supply as this suburb finishes off, that's where prices can grow fundamentally yeah. uh, in, within their own right. Yeah, and look, you've got the Malaga train station that's going to be walking distance from those blocks of apartments. There's a church there across the road from Marshall. And uh, currently that uh, Hepburn Connection Road's been... Uh, closed off because they're uh, working on that train line so metronet's huge for us we've been talking about it for years we're really excited uh, every time someone comes to my home open i'm like the train's coming the train's coming because we've been you know we've been singing this song for a while we're finally here so what are you paying for a house in bennett springs so i most recently sold a four by two in the stage one section which is the older side uh, for six hundred twenty-five thousand for a four by two so if you want a larger family home, four by two, they used to sell for about a year ago for 500000 You can't buy them now. And if I have anything to do with it, you'll be paying high fives to low sixes now. So Okay, let's transition into Dayton. Yeah. How does that look? What's the difference in amenity? Difference is you get a lot newer home. Dayton's got a lot of smaller land development, lots of smaller estates through it. So, you know, if you're buying a four by two in Dayton, currently you're also going to have to pay mid fives plus for a decent one. It's a bit cheaper than Bennett Springs. A bit cheaper just because uh, I think there's a lot of uh, local uh, friends and family that live in Bennett Springs that have been there for a while. 
you know, the average ownership there is about 12 years. So, you know, if my cousin lives down the road, I want to buy a house. So more community. Community, yeah. You've got lots of ethnic groups. Uh, that's why a lot of these areas are doing quite well at the moment. You've got the Sikh temple there. You've got the Hindu temple on Marshall Road. You've got a Cambodian community center as well. You've got Baby United, the Bosnians across the road. Correct, uh, as well. From the shops in Bennett Springs. Yes, yep. yes. Got nice, uh, nice amenities, nice community, local connections there. A lot of the times, uh, I find I get good prices because I'm sen- selling to friends and family. Right. Beachborough Eagles, the Krakowia Club, yes. the Polish Club. Yes, yep. yes. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of that community stuff there. You know, uh, uh, you know, Bennett Springs is cousin to Beachborough, same postcode just across the road. I'm quite bullish about this area for people that are looking to invest or buy. A lot of the investment properties that are coming out of the area for sale are getting snapped up by owner occupiers so yep let's transition to brabham mm-hmm. now it's it's a little bit of a different story brabham in terms of it's not next door it's a little bit further up road mm. if i was to get in my car and i didn't have a gps how would i know how to get to brabham from dayton oh it's further down the road um, it's the next suburb up basically you just drive further up and then you've got white man edge shopping center uh, the community there is amazing as an estate, uh, I would say it's performed really well. Uh, it it used to actually not get as much for the homes there, but uh, recently we've seen a massive uptick. There's a great primary school there. Lifestyle's really good. It's on the edge of Swan Valley. It's just, it's been planned really well. Out of Dayton and Brabham, I think Brabham slightly planned better because you've had a better master plan for it. Yep. But Dayton's coming along really good. Now we can see the pieces sort of uh, working it's themselves together so when you ex- when you talk about that master planning what you're saying is that in dayton the suburb itself has been made up of a patchwork of smaller Correct. developments smaller estates someone might buy two hectares here another person buys two hectares there and it all patches together Correct. whereas brabham has really been bought out by a couple of larger companies buying much larger land holdings and therefore they've got the opportunity to really master plan that out to really make sense as a suburb and as a whole is, is that what you're saying that's what i'm saying yeah so i think that's where brabham has a bit of an edge for it but it's a bit further out as well so some people you're on the way to ellenbrook that's how you would explain yeah correct yeah so yeah you're probably south of ellenbrook uh, and then there's henleybrook as well brabham's very pretty very pretty very well planned now there's a shopping center there there's a mcdonald's there's fast food they've got a jungle park that i think they spent 1.2 million dollars building that a train station coming into Correct, White Man Edge train station across the road as well. So all these are really good fundamentals for that area for people to enjoy with their family or for investors to actually look at because for a long time this these areas were sort of tucked away, you know. And uh, Well, for a long time they've been the sort of suburb I haven't endorsed being house and land areas where there's unlimited supply. There's always another piece of supply, another vacant lot for that extra piece of demand. Mm. But these suburbs are now starting to come into a bit more maturity. They are deemed really as infill suburbs because they are still rimmed by your Ellen Brooks, your Malagas, those sort of areas. So they're not right on the fringes now. They used to be, but they're not now. Uh, and obviously the replacement cost of, of building, especially for those existing properties, the replacement cost of building has supported that extra $100,000 coming up in these areas. So when you talk about Bennett Springs, for example, you would have had to pay 500-ish, now you're paying 600-ish. Well, if you're saying the land value is 350 and the house is going to have costed at least 300, 350 to build today anyway, 
Well, buying an established house that's a few years old but still built well, big four by two for just over six hundred, is probably still below replacement value. Oh yeah, that's why the price has gone up. We've had a lot of clients that have bought land off us, started the build process, and as you know, the cost of building keeps going up. Material goes up. Labors, are, we've got a shortage of labor, and builders are really struggling at the moment to uh, keep them their doors open because of the you know clients are not building anymore. There's and there's a lot of confusion in the market. So we're finding people are going, well, let's park that idea on the side and let's go and just buy an established one, which means the established uh, homes are now, if they're presented really well, the work's done, the ma- great marketing strategies in place, there's no reason why you shouldn't get five, six offers on it. And then uh, your home helps drive the prices in that market. That's how I look at it. You know, we bring a good property on the market, we get an opportunity to push the envelope with that home. Why actually build uh, just by established because you'd be you'd be saving time and money. Well, especially in these newer house and land areas where the established home is not a 40-year-old reno. Hmm. It's a 5 to 10-year-old home that's probably a lot larger in, in land format as well. Then you're probably looking at buy, building on a newer, smaller lots. So you're yeah. getting a bit of bang for your buck and you're probably still within that time frame of needing a reno anyway. Let's talk to your demographics especially those people that are buying and selling off you right now. And we escalate that by comparing between these three suburbs if there are any differences or if they're really quite homogenous. So mm-hmm. if you want to, again, start at Bennett Springs, mm-hmm. who's buying off you now and who's selling? Yeah, so the people that are buying, first home buyers, are uh, trying to get in the area. So it's a massive push for first home buyers. And they've got some local community connections. There's a massive Afghani community, Iraqi community, uh, Indian community, uh, and our African community there as well. So we're finding that a lot of people are deciding to stay close to friends and family, and they're the ones that are trying to get in the suburb. Uh, there's places of worship pretty much in the suburb. Uh, so those are really fundamentally strong uh, reasons why someone would decide to buy in that area. Uh, mining workers as well, because the airport's really close. Malaga is really close. Uh, Midland, uh, a lot of people who are working in the hospital or in that sector are also looking in there and areas like Janebrook as well. So there's a lot of reasons to buy in the area. Who's selling? Uh, people are selling are actually looking to downsize or are uh, moving to perhaps other areas as well. But I've seen people want to upgrade and sell to be in the same area as well. So a lot of people are making those decisions. My understanding of the original buyers of a lot of these suburbs, and I generalize because I'm talking about the house and land suburbs originally, you can probably throw Cavisham in there as well. Mm-hmm. Young families with young kids yep. getting into the schools. In a place like Bennett Springs, especially the kids are probably getting into high school now, aren't they? Yes. And it's 10 years later. Yep. Is, is that a lot of the sellers too? Is that you know that young couple who bought when they were 25, now they're 35 and they're going, look, we're, we're just doing an upgrade now. We're going to move a bit closer to the high school we want to get into. Yeah, yeah. So we're seeing a lot of that. Um, I think uh, uh, just as you mentioned that, I was thinking about three or four clients of mine that have sold in uh, Dayton and Brabham and Bennett Springs that are moving into the Riverton area uh, for high school. Is that the Indian Sri Lankan population? Yes, correct. And yeah. again, I, I hate to sound like I'm generalizing, but it's so obvious you bring that up straight away. You, you speak to that cultural background in Dayton, yes. Brabham, Bennett Springs. Well, we already know that a very high percentage of people that find Ross Moyne Senior High School very popular is that Indian Sri Lankan population Cor- as well. Cor- correct. So and they're not actually location-based. They're more interested in the school. 
Yeah, so they buy that first home. Uh, they find that's a good entry level to get into a property in the first place. They highly value uh, value owning a home. And then the other thing they really highly value is educating their kids and giving them the best from that perspective. So you find that they, a lot of them are making those decisions based on that. I've seen some try to get into Bob Hawk uh, and other schools uh, around the town that they feel their kids will be well suited to. St. Andrews is another example of a private school. So a lot of kids that live there locally also go study there. There's a Montessori in Dayton as well. Families do that. You know, they value their kids' education. So you're spot on. Any differences that you notice between the three suburbs in socioeconomics or sociodemographics? Or would you say they're quite similar? Very, very similar. A lot of the younger couples are looking for Dayton and Brabham versus the old Bennett Springs, or they're trying to get into the new Bennett Springs, which is the Illuma Estate. So some of them want the newer, better home, uh, but it's on a smaller parcel of land. So they can't get everything. So they'll usually come and ask for the unicorn uh, at the home opens. You know, they want 500 square meters in there, but they don't have the budget. So potentially that's the difference. I think that some people want to be in the new section. There's particular pockets they really like. So it just depends case to case. What's the cheapest thing I can buy in these suburbs right now? Maybe an apartment in Bennett Springs uh, would be the cheapest, but uh, nothing's cheap there now. You know, I, there's not much unit options as well. But yeah, I'd say the apartment, I think I saw a sale at 270 odd. There's the Orchid Park side of Bennett Springs, which is the older one. Uh, they were a lot first home buyer style, low ceilings, good parcels of land. But yeah, you could you could probably pick something up in the high fours, a four by two in the high fours. And that's the cheapest now. Um, I don't see anything getting any uh, cheaper than that. Mm. Maybe you get 450 to 480 range something. But yeah. Um, It'd have to be pretty run down. Yeah. Low spec. Yeah. And there's a lot of buyers, for example, in Bennett Springs at the 500,000 mark. I've got 500. Can you give me something? And if you look at the sales in the last six months, there hasn't been any sales at 500. There's been at 550 plus or a few just under that. Uh, but that a lot of people have that budget and they just can't find something so there's a bit of a ga- gap there for a product yeah how expensive has it got what's the highest price that these the suburbs have achieved oh, well we've uh, dayton's had a recent 750 uh, thousand homes sold uh, we've sold something in brabham in the 660 last year just sold something in uh, bennett springs off market around the 670 range in the old part of bennett springs near the shopping center maluma estates had a display home sell for seven hundred five thousand. Uh, there's money there people are ready to pay for the right home if i have the right homes i had a call from someone recently that said i'm ready to pay up to a million dollars for the right home in bennett springs and I almost fell off my chair. But there are buyers there that are looking and they have the wealth and they want the right house and they're willing to pay and a lot of them have cash. You just referenced this really silly number, a million dollars in my perspective, and I'm sure you agree. Is this money coming from the East Coast? No, not all of it. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, local owners that have worked hard you know, for the last 15, 20 years, paid off their homes, have more. They want a better house for their family. They also have larger family sets. So... You know, they want their friends and family to come over and have the space to be able to entertain. So, uh, you know, the right house in Bennett Springs can sell for a lot of money. Near the shopping center, there's evidence of some home, some double-story homes have sold uh, uh, in the high nines. There's two particularly that have sold um, there in around 2014-ish. Yeah. Are there any development opportunities? Now, it's house and land suburb areas. that Most of these blocks have been snapped up by the large format land developers. I mm. recognize that. But across these three suburbs, do you, do you see, still see opportunities for someone to come in and split something up, 
put a commercial asset on there or is it all really just been taken up now no there's there's definitely the opportunity uh like i mentioned earlier there's the bennett spring shopping center next to it there's a site someone's doing a commercial development there there's still some private ownership uh, in illuma estate of some land parcels which i'm be- i bet they'll become uh, blocks of land or home but i just recently sold a 1.3 million dollar dayton uh 4, square meter site uh, had a uh, four by two and a granny flat in there. So the person who's purchased is going to land bank it and then uh, potentially do a land subdivision or some sort of a mixed use uh, option there. So there's a lot of child, child care centers coming up as well. In Dayton, you've got Sonos, uh, you've got a Hungry Jacks next to it. There's a massive development happening there. There's a block on Arthur Street that has been there for many years that uh, we've, people have been trying to get a shopping center in there. So I think that's uh, going ahead as well from what I've heard. But yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for development. Uh, we also had another one for sale on Sam Rosa, which was a nice, beautiful, massive home with a shed. And uh, there's a DA for a nine lot subdivision at the back of it as well. So there's opportunity there. You just need the right parties to engage with it. It's obviously not your first time developers that are looking to do duplex, triplex. There's, there's no there's no retaining splits in these yeah, suburbs. Yeah. yeah. So you you really need to know what you're doing. Where's the sewer coming from? You're uh, solving problems. Lots of problems, yeah. yeah. And um, there's a lot of open space contribution that needs to be paid for these developments as well. So you really need to do your feasibilities pretty well. A lot of people want to buy the parcels and hold them. Yeah. All right, so it's meeting house price question time now, Rash. You've got three suburbs to have to remember here and three locations to advise. Let's start with Bennett Springs. What's the median house price? I uh, just hit half a million, half so 500,000. What yep. does that buy you? Not much now uh, because there isn't much product out there. But if you can get uh, in the stage one part of Bennett Springs, which is on the Alton side, I would look for a four by two that needs to be renovated uh, on uh, perhaps Spoonbill. Do you have a favorite street in Bennett Springs? I really like Ferry Rain. Uh, it's got a nice, beautiful park there with a waterfall and ducks in that. It's just really nice. And it's close walks go to the shopping center as well. Okay. So if I wanted to buy in that pocket, a home for myself and my mom and my wife, uh, they, at least mom could walk to the shops. So that's why I really like it. It's close to the shops. Great. Dayton, what's the median house price? Around the 460 range. So what I would be buying is I would try to get a 3 by 2 plus theater perhaps. Uh, in Bovell Street near the St. Uh, Leonard's uh, Park as well. Really close walk to that. But yeah, you'd be, you'd, you'd be literally on 300 to 350 square meters of land. What was your favorite street in Dayton? Dayton, I love San Rosa because it's on the back end. It's really quiet. It's got farmland across the road. So I really like that street, yeah. And finally, Brabham. What's the median house price? Similar to Dayton in the mid fours. And uh, there's Meander Street, which is near the shopping center as well, and the Jungle Park. If you can manage to find something in there in that range of three by two, then uh, I would be buying that for that price. Um, medium house prices are a funny one because there's a lot of land sales there. Yeah, it skews it quite it's a bit. It skews it quite a bit. You know, the, the math isn't quite right there. But if you want to buy in these areas, you need 500 plus thousand mm. to have a chance to buy something decent enough i love pointing out just how off the median house price data is we always report it we always talk about it the journalists love speaking to it because it's so arbitrary but it's yeah. so wrong it's so wrong and uh, that's why that question is really hard to answer yeah it? well max that's why it's so confusing for so yeah. many people looking and thinking well look if i'm paying over that i'm paying i'm overpaying but you're really not because the data is quite skewed 
And the worst thing about it is you get uh, really novice buyers that don't understand the market. They come through the market and you might be asking 550000 for a home and they can afford it, but they'll tell you the median house price is four sixty. Well, that's what it says on Rewa. Yeah, it says, <laughs> I got this report online, downloaded it, ding. And uh, based on that, I had one recently where um, I, and I, I said, it's really sad that you would use that data because if you understood the data really well, you'd understand that the house is worth what we're asking for it and you can't buy anything for that price. That's right. Rash, it's been a long time coming. I really yeah. appreciate you coming in. It's not going to be the last time because we've got a few other topics to chat to, which you are definitely a subject matter expert in. Nice one to get the ball rolling. Brabham, Dayton and Bennett Springs, it's down forever now. So thanks for coming in and look forward to having you in again. Thanks, Trent. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!